Hello, history learners. My name is Lonnie Hayward, and I attend Lansing Community College. Today, uh, we will be doing a podcast on Frederick Douglass's My Bondage and My Freedom. Um, this book was written in 1855. My Bondage and My Freedom was published by Frederick Douglass. Um, Frederick Douglass was a slave, um, but he was much more than just someone's property. You know, uh, slavery during this time was in full effect. Families were being separated and ripped apart from one another and sold to masters. Just thinking about, I'm just, you know, it's really hard to think about going back and, you know, what all these individuals went through emotionally, mentally, physically. I honestly just can't wrap my head around it. Um, You know, I've talked to some friends and family members while doing my research and reading this book throughout the semester, you know, and asking them questions and getting some feedback from them. You know, none of us can just understand what these people went through and why slavery was a thing. You know, they're they're just like you and I, just a different color. And unfortunately, racism is still a thing today, even though it's 2021. You think we'd be over it by now, but we're not. And that is something I hope down the road, you know, when I have kids, um, hopefully their kids, hopefully racism will no longer be a thing and we can all be created equally as one. Frederick Douglass started off living on a plantation with his grandparents. You know, as he grew older, his grandmother then took Douglass to a new slave master. Um, His master's name was Colonel Lloyd, but they called him Captain Anthony. And, you know, once I read that, I, it took me a minute to comprehend it. You know, I was just sitting there thinking about myself, thinking about how I would feel. You know, can you guys imagine leaving your family, you know, being somewhere unfamiliar? Not only are other slaves being starved, but you're being starved. You're seeing slaves being beaten and whipped on the plantations. You know, this is when slavery became very real for Frederick. Um... You know, in the beginning, his Aunt Hester, who her master was Captain Anthony as well, you know, she wasn't home one night when Captain Anthony got home. And he beat her merciless, whipping her and degrading her, yelling, you know, racial slurs, all because she spent time with a male slave and she was not home when he got there. You know, Frederick Douglass was hiding, but he witnessed this beating. Um, It was brutal and just her screaming and crying. And, you know, at one point she became mute because the pain was just so intolerable. She was going to get beat even more if she screamed. And he probably beat her even more when she wasn't saying a word, you know. And Frederick witnessing this. At such a young age, this affected his life forever. You know, in chapter one, Frederick quoted, um, you know, in a brutal scene from the narrative, you know, he describes Aunt Hester being whipped by, you know, their overseer, Aaron Anthony. Aaron was Captain Anthony's, you know, first name. Um, And he quoted, it was the bloodstained gate the entrance to the hell of slavery slavery through which I was about to pass. 
you know, he was just a young kid, but he realized, like, that's going to be him soon. He's going to be the one that's going to get beaten and treated this way. And that really stuck with Frederick for the rest of his life. The fact that Colonel Lloyd, you know, had, he kept anywhere from three to 400 slaves on his home plantation at a time. And he owned a large number more on the neighboring farms belonging to him. You know, uh, I read something from doing some research um, like a week ago, and one of the questions was, what do slaves do when they're most unhappy? And according to Frederick, slaves sing most when they are most unhappy. The songs of the slave represent the sorrows of their heart, um, and he's relieved by them, only as an aching heart is relieved by its tears. You know, that really touched my heart, just thinking, you know, that was their way of blocking out mental, emotional, and physical abuse. You know, they weren't able to see their loved ones, their, their significant others. You know, they were ripped apart and singing to them is what helped them heal for the time being until they were whipped again and tormented and starved, you know? And just the thought of that brings tears to my eyes and it really breaks my heart. Frederick Douglass remained a slave um, until his early 20s, and then he decided to run away to New Bedford, New York. Uh, He married a woman named Anna and lived out the rest of his life as a traveling abolitionist and an editor and an author until 1895 when he passed away. After Captain Anthony passed away, um, Douglas was hired out to William Freeland. He uh, taught other slaves on the plantation to read the New Testament at a weekly Sunday school. Um, As the word spread, the interest among slaves in learning to read was so great that in any week there was, you know, more than 40 slaves that would attend these lessons for about six months. Um, And then their study went rather unnoticed, you know, during that time. Um, And then once the word got out, one Sunday uh, they burst in on the gathering um, armed with clubs and stones to disperse the congregation permanently. Um, When Frederick was transferred to the new plantation in Baltimore, uh, William Freeland um, was his master, and that's where Frederick found his love for reading and writing. That's when it began. And Sophia was the wife of William Freeland, and she was so very kind to Frederick. You know, she was she respected him and she listened to him. And eventually her husband demanded Sophia to stop. Um, and then after that, he was transferred to Edward Covey. Um, and he was a poor farmer and had a reputation as a slave breaker. Um, he would whip... He whipped Douglas so frequently that his wounds had little time to heal, you know? Like, I just couldn't imagine the pain. Uh, Douglas stated that 
The frequent whippings broke his body, his soul, and his spirit. Um, when Douglas met Anna Marie, which is his wife, um, she was a free black woman in, Mal- in Baltimore, um, and her free status strengthened Frederick Douglass's belief of the possibility of gaining his own freedom one day. In chapter 11, Frederick Douglass said, um, he quoted, I saw in every white man an enemy and in almost every colored man cause for distrust. So when you think about this, you know, Frederick was good with his words. He, he, he knew how to speak. He knew how to say what he felt and put in words how other people felt too. You know, when he said, I saw in every white man an enemy and almost every colored man cause for distrust... No African-American that was going through slavery, you know, would ever trust a white man ever again. They would be scared, you know, they wouldn't, they went through so much. So that really hit home for me when I saw that in chapter 11. And then when Frederick Douglass was still under Master Hugh, um, Frederick was going to Father Lawson. You know, he was going to church. And Master Hugh threatened to whip Frederick Douglass if he ever went there again. Um, But Father Lawson really inspired Frederick Douglass. He was there for him and he listened to him. And, uh, you know, he told him the advice and the suggestions of Uncle Lawson were not without their influence upon my character and destiny. He, he threw my thoughts into a channel from which they have never entirely diverged. He fanned my already intense love of knowledge into flame by assuring me that I was to be a useful man in the world. You know, that was important for him to hear that, that he was useful that he was going to do well you know he just wasn't a servant he wasn't just a slave he was more than that like I mentioned in the beginning of my podcast you know he goes when I would say to him how can these things be and what can I do he would simply reply trust in the Lord you know when Frederick would say when I told him that I was a slave and a slave for life he said the Lord can make you free my dear all things are possible with him only have faith in God ask and you shall be given you know, that's, that's powerful right there. That's, that's the love of faith and religion and someone that's wholeheartedly there for you and has faith in you and knows that you are smart and you will succeed. And this is what helped him go on into adult life and become the person that he was, you know, the author, the, the writer, um, the traveler, you know, the, the amazing abolitionist that he was. He was there for so many people. He helped so many people. 
And for that, this book was truly inspiring to me. Um, I shed many tears. I got the goosebumps. It was hard to read many parts of this book. Just picturing and feeling what him and so many others went through. And for that, I... Um, I'm very thankful that I took this history class this semester. You know, it was very knowledgeable, and I learned a lot of things that, you know, I would have never looked up before or been interested in before, and, or, you know, just reading in general. So for that, I'm very thankful that I was able to read this book. And I hope this podcast will catch the attention of many others. Um, I hope this will make you want to read the book, My Bondage and My Freedom. I hope it will help you teach others about racism and what they went through. And I hope this also teaches you to be kind in the world and when someone needs help to help them. So I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. And please go read this book because it's very inspirational and very educational. So again, thank you for listening, and if you have any feedback, I would love to hear that too. So thank you very much. Have a good day.